At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. This is the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network, and we've got a tremendous show for you tonight as we're going to be joined by quite a few guests, and we're going to be hitting upon a little bit of everything as we've got to get you guys set for the NFL season. The way that I've been doing things on the show is we've been looking at one division a week. This week, we are going to be taking a look at the NFC West, one in which I don't think the Seahawks are going to be winning, but... They certainly have a lot of competition out there and a little bit of an interesting quarterbacking situation as well. So we're going to be diving into that a little bit later. We're going to be joined by a quadrant of great guests. As Justin Perry is going to be joining me in about 30 minutes. He does a great job taking a look at Major League Baseball for Odds Checker at 8.30 p.m. Pacific time. If you're out there on the East Coast, that would be 11.30 p.m. Eric Moody does a great job over there at ESPN, does a great job in terms of both sports betting along with fantasy football as well he's going to be joining me we're going to be taking a little bit of a look forward towards the beginning part of the nfl season so we're gonna have some fun there and a little bit off the beaten path formula one i absolutely love having mikhail miranda is actually my also he's also my audio engineer he is going to be joining me at 8 45 p.m pacific time because we've got a race out there in the great country of france that we need to be able to break down and then in the final hour of the show. In about two hours and 30 or so minutes, we're going to be also joined by Brandon Anderson. Does a great job over there at the Action Network taking a look at the game of basketball. So we're going to take a look at some NBA futures as well. So we've got all the bases covered tonight. So let's get you guys covered. First things first, if you've got some bets that are live. Anyone that wants to take the DK Nation pick today, got to sweat out three more outs. The Pittsburgh Pirates are currently up on the Miami Marlins by a count of 1-0 to zero and right now. It is a case in which the Pirates are going to be able to look to close things out. If you're finding them live, you're able to get them as quite a bit of a favorite. And hey, if you do think that the Miami Marlins can come back, they're plus 450 on the live line at DraftKings. So certainly a little bit of intrigue there. If you're looking at the Baltimore Orioles, they're now two, minus 230 live. They are currently in the lead by a count of 4-3. to three. This is a game that is in the seventh inning as Garrett Cole... He's not necessarily been able to get the job done recently in terms of just being able to win as a big giant favorite. He's no doubt had a relatively solid season, but maybe he's gotten a little bit overpriced right now. This one is pretty much as good as done. The St. Louis Cardinals right now, the live line is off the board. And when it was listed, they were right around minus 9,000. They're up six to three. It is the bottom of the ninth last call for the Cincinnati Reds. They have no men on base, so a little bit of an issue there. And the Pittsburgh, and the San Diego Padres, I should say, 
Currently up by a count of two to zero on the New York Mets. This is in the ninth inning, and Padres minus thirteen hundred favorites. Right now, we've got a lot of chalky lines. So let's take a look at a game that wound up just getting started a few minutes ago. That'd be the Texas Rangers and the Oakland A's. Zippo, Zippo. If you're looking at this one live, minus one fifteen both ways as we're in the third inning in this one. So got a little bit more intrigue there, and I'll keep you guys up to date with all of these games throughout the show, but I do think that what is interesting to take a look at in Major League Baseball, not just taking a look game to game, but taking a look at the futures market is being able to project forward a little bit because as we know, the trade deadline, it is certainly coming up now. I don't know if any team is going to be able to get Juan Soto because it sounds like the Washington Nationals are looking for about 37 Babe Ruth Juniors to be able to come in and they're looking for them and rightfully so because Juan Soto, very good player, but on top of that, whoever winds up being able to trade for Juan Soto, they're probably going to be inking him to a very, very hefty deal. So I don't know if we're going to see them on full display, but what I think is interesting is taking a look at the games for Sunday. We've got a lot of guys that are being rumored in the trade market going like Martin Perez, for example, with the Texas Rangers and it's really interesting to take a look at some of these guys as well that are on those teams that are, shall we say, like a game or two above or below 500. Because if you wind up seeing one of these teams that are right around 500, like the Baltimore Orioles, I think the Texas Rangers might be a little bit too far out of it. But you know what? If they wind up going like 3-0, 4-0 the next few days, you just never know. We wind up seeing it with the Atlanta Braves, a team that wanted going for it last season. Many people thought that they were buying for no reason. And well, the reason why they wanted buying is that they were able to make the postseason and you know what? They wanted up winning the whole shebang. But with guys like Martin Perez, Paul Blackburn is certainly on a team that's going to be a seller with the Oakland A's. You've got a few other guys. They're going to be very interesting as well. Some of them are on the injured list, like a Luis Castillo, like a Brian Reynolds of the Pittsburgh Pirates as well. But these guys are going to be on full display. And you best know that someone like a Paul Blackburn, who if you want to missing the story about the Houston Astros actually playing, paying, I believe for something like he was supposed to fly like on a normal business first class, something like that. And he wanted getting upgraded seats by the Houston Astros. That's something to take a look at as well. Clearly a little bit of a nice gesture, but maybe it's a little bit more from the Houston Astros. And you know that these teams are going to want to trot these guys out there. And these guys that are going to be on the market, they probably want to be going to a contender. They want to be able to play in October. So I do think that these are angles to be taking a look at moving forward. And on top of that, in terms of the futures market, being able to take a look at a team that you think is going to be a buyer could wind up being a little bit profitable as well because we are seeing some very interesting playoff races. We wound up seeing in Visa and Bet Center, the guys talk about this one between the teams out there in the American League Central. The Twins, the White Sox, and the Guardians are pretty much in a three-way tango right now in that division. If you're looking at the Royals and the Tigers, I hate to inform you, but it's going to be a very, very tough go of it for those teams moving forward. But you take a look at this AL Central, and as of right now, the Twins plus 115, White Sox plus 125, and the Guardians are a plus 380. Who says that you don't wind up having the Cleveland Guardians just continue to do what they're doing right now, and that's perhaps be able to take game number two of the set from the Chicago White Sox if they wind up being able to have Shane Bieber, their ace, go out there and win on Sunday. All of a sudden, a Cleveland Guardians team that I know they've been stingy to buy in recent years, but you saw them be able to ink Jose Ramirez. He is going to be the long-term answer for them. Who says that they don't wind up going out there getting a piece or two that they badly need to be able to push them over the top. I think that this is very interesting to take a look at. Now, obviously, those of us here in the betting sphere, we can speculate all you all we want. We don't necessarily have the tools like a John Paul Morosi, someone like a, we're going to throw out there, Bob Nightingale, guys like this that really are on the insides of these organizations. So a great job would be able to report everything that we're seeing. But I do think that that's an interesting way to be able to approach this as well. And, Part of taking a look at the futures market, I would say the next seven or so days, is trying to project forward. All right, who's going to be buyers? Who's going to be sellers? What's the upcoming schedule for these teams as well? Like the Chicago White Sox, they do legitimately have a relatively easy schedule. With that said, I cannot touch the Chicago White Sox in a futures market with a 10-foot pole knowing that their relic is still on the on the dugout right now and really not giving the team any sort of a boost whatsoever. That is something that... Got to be taking a look at as well. So there's a lot of elements that winds going into things like right now, one that I've been liking in particular in terms of a plus price is the St. Louis Cardinals. St. Louis Cardinals 
They are one strike away from being able to get a ton against the Cincinnati Reds. Base is empty, 6-3 game. They should be able to get a ton in the Milwaukee Brewers are just completely thrashing the Colorado Rockies, so things should be standing pat there. But a team like the St. Louis Cardinals, who we've seen it time and time again, they wind up making these small moves that on the surface don't necessarily look too substantial, and then they wind up being able to catch lightning in a bottle how? Why? I have no idea. If it's something in the water, I would really like to know. And honestly, even if there isn't something in the water, they could send the water out here to lovely Las Vegas because it's 105 degrees every single day. So, I mean, if there's nothing in the water, we'll just take the water. That's fine with me. But that said, with the St. Louis Cardinals, they seem to be a team that they always maneuver at the second half of the season. I do think that that's something that you want to take a look at. Now, there is one team out there that has been, shall we say, not so successful in the second half of seasons. That would be the New York Mets. I take a look at them a little bit differently, though, because for one, they're going to be able to get an acquisition that they're not going to need to trade for. That would be Jacob deGrom. At some point, he should be coming back. If he does not, obviously, that is a big, giant bummer for this team. But at the same time, they've been able to to survive without Jacob deGrom all season long when he's been out there and he's been able to do his rehab work. He has been looking relatively solid, so those are very good signs for this New York Mets team. But on top of that, it's just a little bit of a new-look team in general because, thank goodness gracious, a few years ago, they wound up getting rid of Brody Van Wagenen and what was just a complete and utter disaster of a organization. You wound up having new ownership with Steve Cohen coming in. He decided, you know what, we are actually going to go for it. We are going to buy some pieces. We are not going to be sitting on our hands. We are not going to be what this team was for many, many years. And we're going to bring a little bit of excitement to New York that isn't involving Yankees in terms of baseball. So I do think that that's something that is fascinating as well. And then you're just taking a look at odds to be able to win or odds to be able to make the playoffs as well. Interesting to take a look at some of these teams that have been surging, like the Seattle Mariners. They go from being sellers to being buyers. They've got the motivation of being a team that they last made the playoffs. And I'm not even kidding here. When I was eight years old, that is the last time they made the playoffs. Ichiro Suzuki's rookie year, 2001. It has been a while. As a matter of fact, it is the longest playoff drought in terms of major professional sports in the continental U.S. So it has been a while for the Seattle Mariners. And if they aren't going to be buyers this year, when in the world are they going to be buyers? Because this is about as good as it winds up getting for them. The Baltimore Orioles, a team that we are currently seeing in the lead on the New York Yankees by a count of 4-3. to three. A team with a really good bullpen. A team that has been building up for many, many years after... There are fans, and if you are a fan of the Baltimore Orioles, I truly do salute you. There were some really, really rough years. As fans of the Baltimore Orioles, you deserve everything that you are getting, and then some right now for this team being able to win. Not not deserving losses, but deserving the recent run of wins that this team has been having because it has been a sad state of affairs for them for many, many years. They are a team that I think it's going to be interesting if they wind up pulling out this game, if they're able to take the series from the New York Yankees tomorrow. That is something that you want to be taking a look at as well. So there's a lot of moving pieces out there in Major League Baseball right now. And it plays a little bit of a factor in terms of the handicapping as well. Because there's going to be quite a few guys that are probably going to be moved in a week or so. They're going to be on display on Sunday. So let's take a look at some of those games that we're going to be getting on Sunday coming up next. We're going to be taking a look at what we've got tonight and turning it forward to tomorrow. Right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. 
from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more. Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. Ice cold beers and cold hard cash. Join the action on the pitch with the Heineken 2022 Soccer Prediction Challenge. Compete in 20 free to play pools. For your chance all season long to win total cash prizes that amounts to $100,000, head over to DraftKings.com slash Heineken now to start your run at victory. Heineken beer made better. 21 years or older terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions to apply. See DraftKings.com for details. And as always, please do drink responsibly as it is a great Peterson experience right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. Coming up in 15 minutes, Justin Perry he does a great job with odds checker, being able to take a look at all of that we know and love in the game of baseball. He's going to be joining me. We're going to be taking a look at a few games for Sunday and have a little bit of reaction to what we're seeing on Saturday as well as we're pretty much going to be turning it forward, taking a look at what we're getting tonight. Look forward to Sunday as well. And how about if we wind up doing that with what we wind up seeing in terms of my DK Nation pick for today as this one had just wound up going final. The Pittsburgh Pirates, they do wind up getting the job done one to zero against the Miami Marlins and what is one of the strangest 1-0 to zero games that you're ever going to find? As the Pirates, they wound up getting 9 hits. They didn't do a lot with men in scoring position going 1-11, of 11, but they did just enough in this one in a Miami Marlins bullpen game as Max Meyer was supposed to get the start. Well, he wound up departing after he wound up getting two outs. Didn't allow any runs, so I mean, that helps out the ERA, but Miami Marlins... Despite the fact that the bullpen goes seven and third innings, giving up one run. Hey, why I'm taking the loss. That's a tough luck loser on the bullpen. They actually pitch relatively well, but I was speaking of guys that I think are going to want to showcase themselves going into the trade deadline, be able to bolster their sock. Well, how about Jose Quintana being able to do that? Seven scoreless settings for the Pittsburgh Pirates. So they wind up being able to get it done by a count of one to zero. And then another guy that, might wind up getting dealt at the deadline. He's been able to bolster his sock a little bit tonight as well. The Arizona Diamondbacks, they are currently leading by a count of 7-1. Madison Bumgarner has been looking relatively solid thus far. Six innings pitch. He has allowed just one run, seven punch outs. So he is doing his part to be able to help his trade stock a little bit. The Arizona Diamondbacks, there were thoughts that perhaps they could maybe be a 500 team. They've slipped now to 41-52. and 52. Madison Bumgarner, no doubt, being a little bit of a veteran. You got to figure that. He's going to be one of those guys that might wind up being on the move at the trade deadline. So going to be interesting to see what winds up happening there and taking a look at one of the games that we wind up seeing go final and turn it forward to Sunday. How about if we take a look at Pirates versus the Miami Marlins? Reason why we go with this one instead of Diamondbacks versus Washington Nationals is that Corbin Martin, the starter for the Arizona Diamondbacks, he was announced a little bit late, currently only circa, has a number on this game. And right now you're finding the Diamondbacks at a minus 114. So we shall see if by the end of the show, we've got a couple more numbers there to be able to break down. But let's go with 903-904 because the Miami Marlins, after getting shut out, well, hopefully they wind up saving their runs for this man. As Sandy Alcantara is going to be on the mound for the Miami Marlins. And you've got Mitch Thunderkeller is going to be going for the Pirates and the Pirates. Now they are a relatively sizable underdog, rightfully so. They opened up at a plus 135. They are up to anywhere between about a plus 150 to a plus 158. Meanwhile, 
Take a look at Miami. Going to be fighting them as bad as a minus 175, really as good as a minus 168 with 7.5 being your total. This is a total that opened up at 8. 8 was too high. 7.5 is too high. 7 would be too high. Heck, if they wind up setting this at 6.5, I think it might be a little bit too high. You take a look at both of these lineups, and we wind up seeing it on full display. The Miami Marlins are by no means a terrible bullpen, by no means are they a world beater of a bullpen. Coming into today, they were right around 17th, 18th in terms of bullpen ERA. They wound up having an impromptu bullpen game, and in seven and a third innings from the bullpen, they gave up one run. They actually did a relatively solid job for the Pirates. Meanwhile, you just take a look at this lineup, and it's pretty unsightly. You've got your top four guys in the lineup that are all hitting between about a 245, and you've got one guy hitting above a 250. That would be Kevin Newman. Everyone else that wound up getting in a bet, they are all hitting a 238 or lower, so it's not necessarily going well there. And for the Pittsburgh Pirates, this is not even a typo. This is not me speaking out of line or anything like that. Everyone that wound up getting in a bet in today's game, aside from Michael Chavis, a pinch hitter that has 10 home runs, four home runs or fewer. That is absolutely ridiculous. The fact that we are here in late July and the Pirates trotted out their lineup in which in the starting fold, nobody had more than four home runs. Meanwhile, the Miami Marlins don't have much room to talk as right now you got one guy that wound up seeing a bat yesterday or in this game that is sitting above a 279. That would be Joy Wendell. He's sitting at 287. You did have Garrett Cooper pinch it in this game, but I mean, they themselves have one guy that wound up getting the start on Saturday with a double-digit amount of homers. That's AC Sagier. I believe that he's at 11 for the season. So you've got a complete and utter lack of firepower. And on top of that, you've got Sandy Alcantara, who's right now putting up a year that would make the likes of Steve Carlton and company very, very happy and very refreshed to see because he has went seven-plus innings in each out of his last 12 starts, giving up two earned runs or fewer in all but one of them. The guy has been absolutely dominant. And take a look at the flip side. Mitch Keller hasn't been terrible for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Now, certainly a guy that should be an underdog in this spot. There is no ifs, ands, or buts about it. This is someone in Mitch Keller that still has a little bit of a walks issue. His walks were nine rate in the neighborhood about 3.4 to his credit. He's been able to keep the ball in the yard, giving up eight home runs over the course of 89 innings. That's certainly more than passable, but he's also backed up by a bullpen that can be a little bit hit or miss. Guys like David Benar, Tyler Beatty, they posted up a sub 3.5 ERA. Will Crow is someone that has been used up quite a bit. I believe that we wound up seeing him in the game on Saturday, but certainly got a couple guys who are able to hold down the fort for the team, but you've got a pair of really bad offenses. I don't understand why this total opened up at eight, and I don't understand why it's at a seven and a half right now. I'm going to be taking a look at the under. The only fear that you've got with the Miami Marlins are, is, are they going to be able to score enough runs to be able to get the job down here as the Miami Marlins? They have now scored three runs or fewer, and I believe nine out of their last 12 games. So it's been a sad state of affairs here. But, I mean, if they wind up getting three runs, they could easily be able to cover this run line, which right now you're seeing at most spots right around even money. You're seeing a couple straight minus 105s, but I was willing to lay up to a minus 105 on this run line. In terms of the money line, I was willing to go up to a minus 166. Personally, I will probably be taking a look at this overnight, see if we wind up seeing some movement on the Pittsburgh Pirates, because I absolutely love Sandy Alcantara, but... There, there's a case in which you could wind up having Sandy Alcantara pitch eight scoreless innings, but the team still winds up losing because they bring in some knucklehead in the ninth inning because they had to burn through their entire bullpen. This thing winds up going to extra innings. That might be an angle to take a look at as well because you could easily see a game that's like one to one, two to two going into extra innings, and then things just wind up becoming a big giant calamity from there because neither of these offenses is showing any sort of a pulse whatsoever. So, it's a case in which right now I'm looking at a Miami Marlins run line, but that said, I'm going to be taking a look at overnight line movement because the Miami Marlins, they open up at a minus 160. Now we're seeing them north of a minus 170 in a lot of spots. So if this winds up getting up to a point of no return, there might be a little bit of value on the Pittsburgh Pirates. But what I'm taking a look at right now, certainly an under end. Right now, it, at current numbers, I'd be looking at the run line of the Miami Marlins, but I do want to gauge to see what winds up happening here because certainly you've got a case for the Pittsburgh Pirates. If they even score two runs, they could be able to pull this one out with the way that both of these offenses have been. We're going to call it what it is. Not necessarily so great. And it does look like we wound up getting a final out there in New York. We will double check to confirm, but it looks like the Slam Diego Padres were able to get the job done in this one against the New York Metropolitans, this by a count of 2-1. to one. So anyone that wanted being able to take the plus price 
with the San Diego Padres. They wind up being able to get this one done. And I do think that it's important to be able to take a look at home and road splits in Major League Baseball. And this is one that really bucked the trend because a big reason why I really couldn't get behind the San Diego Padres in this one is that Blake Snell, ever since he wound up joining the Padres, nearly a six ERA on the road. But perhaps the All-Star break did him a little bit of good. Five scoreless innings. The Padres going into this game were one and nine in Blake Snell's 10 starts thus far this season. And they had lost eight of them by multiple runs. This was a very good showing for the San Diego Padres. They get it done by a count two to one. And you've got to be wondering now if a little bit of regression is setting in on the New York Mets. They were a team that towards the first half of the season, they were leading the league in infield singles. They were, we're going to call it what it is, getting a little bit fortunate on those balls in play that they were finding just the right holes. And, well, they haven't been finding as much of that here in the recent going, though I will say Pete Alonso, he does wind up going three of four, and the team just could not cash in with men in scoring position one of nine. But that is going to be setting up for an interesting Sunday night bit baseball matchup. We're going to be taking a look at that one a little bit later. And another game that just wound up going final as well, the Chicago White Sox, they wind up plating two runs in the eighth inning. They do wind up getting the job done against the Cleveland Guardians to be able to split a double dip. Five to four, the final as you wind up having Matt Foster be able to close the door. And biggest thing for the Chicago White Sox is that Lance Lynn would give it up three plus runs in all but one of his starts this season. Six score of the settings for the team. Meanwhile, Connor Pillowkington, not a great start, not a bad start for the Cleveland Guardians. He gives up two runs over the course of five innings. Guardians bullpen has been a little bit up and down. They wanted giving up three runs in this one. So a little bit of a concern, but certainly when it comes to the White Sox and the Cleveland Guardians, both of these teams probably going to be looking for a little bit of a power bat at the trade deadline. Neither of these teams have been able to go yard much this season. Both of these teams in the bottom eight in terms of home runs on a per-game basis. So certainly something to gauge there. And speaking of a team that was able to get a power bat, how about what we wound up seeing from Matt Carpenter today? He winds going yard for the Yankees. He's now averaging a home run every six and a half at-bats. And it feels like a man that winds up hitting a home run... You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Born in a Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon. You can be for free for cash all season long. Enter into weekly prediction pools to fight for your share of $62,500. Control cash prizes. Head on over to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon now to join in on the action. Blue Moon made brighter. 21 years or older. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com for details. And as per usual, please do drink responsibly as it is a Greg Peterson experience right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. And please be joined by Justin Perry. He does a great job of taking a look at the game of baseball. For Odds Checker, you're able to follow him at Justin Perry and the number 8. And Perry spelled P-E-R-R-I. And Justin, always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you. Hey, Greg, how you doing? Always a good time to be here on the show. It's great to have you aboard. And Justin pulling the double dip because he's going to be on the baseball betting show. That's going to be dropping midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. Eastern as well. And Justin, I know a game that you were taking a look at for day, today, and I know you're going to be taking a look at the one for tomorrow as well. That'd be Orioles versus Yankees. And as a matter of fact, while we were getting you on the horn, Orioles wind up going yard to be able to make this a 6-3 lead going into the ninth inning. It was, I believe, Ramon Urias who wound up getting his 10th home run of the season. And interesting to take a look at what we're going to be getting on Sunday because it's going to be Nasty Nestor Cortez who's going to be going for the Yankees. Dean Kramer, he is going to be on the bump for Baltimore. And with the Yankees, they opened up at minus 190. They went down to right around a minus 175 to a minus 180. And... If this winds up getting any further on Baltimore, I think they might start to wind up having a little bit of value. And on top of that, Orioles, amazing run line team as well. So I do think that this one becomes a little bit trickier because in a lot of cases, when you see a chalky money line like this, a lot of people look to the run line. But I don't think you can do that with the way that this Orioles team has been playing, especially with their bullpen pitching. Yeah, it has been uh, tough to go against this Orioles team, which is a statement I didn't really think I'd be making <laughs> too either. often. And yeah, it's just if you've been watching baseball for a couple decades, it's pretty interesting to see them competing at this level. I think that you have to stay on these teams scoring runs in these AL East matchups. We're seeing it in Boston. We're seeing it in Baltimore where they've already moved the fences back, but these guys can still hit. They can get these doubles in these big walls. So I don't know. I think you got to look at the over before it gets to uh, 
nine and a half, ten in some spots. I know I saw some decent value out there. Uh, you can still get nine, I think, minus 120 at FanDuel. Just had to check my notes. So that's something that I'm definitely looking at. It feels like it's a pretty safe condition. We're already there tonight. These guys can hit. Uh, it doesn't really matter who's on the mound for me. It was Garrett Cole tonight, right? The Orioles still have six runs. So Yankees might bounce back. Orioles might only get three or four. But getting to 10 runs tomorrow with these two teams, these offenses, seems like a solid play to me. And when I take a look at things as well in terms of tonight's game, I feel like Garrett Cole has really become one of the most overvalued pitchers out there in the big leagues. Because if you take a look at Yankees starters, Garrett Cole has been average to below average in terms of that rotation. And I mean, no doubt, Garrett Cole has been able to do a relatively solid job this year, but he's got north of a four ERA. And I didn't think he had any business being north of a minus 220 favorite on the road in this spot. I'm not sure how you feel about the Yankees, but in terms of the team, there are certain guys that you want to back. Nestor Cortez, a little bit hit or miss. It's sort of situational with him, but with the way that Garrett Cole has been priced, he's just been pretty much a guy that I've been taking plus prices going up against, not because he's bad, but just because the lines have gotten so overinflated. Yeah, you have to account for that Yankee tax, and I talk about it a lot because I'm a New Yorker, but you can go against it and make a good deal of money. Same thing with like the Dodgers. They're just priced at just a different level because of the amount of volume that books get on them. Uh, so, look, I, I think that Cole can go out and put together sparkling performances, and this Yankees team might just be sort of in a cruise mode right now, dropping the doubleheader to the Astros still on everybody's mind. Uh, they might lose tomorrow, too, honestly. I would probably lean towards the home underdog uh, just on the default, you know, Sundays can be pretty tough days to take favorites. Um, but it's going to be an interesting game. It, it is likely going to be the rubber game, assuming that the Yankees don't storm back. But, you know, they can also put up a bunch of runs in a flurry. We'll see how it goes. I'm excited to see it. I know it's kind of getting interesting to actually tune in to see if the Yankees will win or not. They're not as automatic as they once were. Uh, and, and I guess people are starting to questioning if they're really this, like, team of destiny. Yep, and the other team out there in New York, they're starting to have a couple question marks as well as the Mets. They wind up losing by kind of two to one a game that wound up going final about 10 or so minutes ago. And now it's going to be on Sunday Night Baseball where the Padres and the Mets are going to be doing battle. And the Padres, they're going to be going for a sweep with Joe Musgrove going for them. Meanwhile, it's Carlos Carrasco is going to be on the bump for the Mets. And the Mets, right now you find them between about a minus 114, minus 115-ish favorite. Very small plus price on the San Diego Padres. Joe Musgrove. It's been faltering a little bit recently, but I mean, by and large, very good season. Carlos Carrasco has been able to do his best work at home and seeing a total of eight, especially after we wind up seeing Blake Snell of all guys wind up holding down the New York Mets. What I'm really looking at right now is this total of eight, and I think it's a little bit too high in the spot. Yeah, I, I don't really disagree on the total. I'm, I'm probably staying away from that, looking a little bit more to fade Carrasco. I think there might be a little bit of recency bias. His last three starts have looked great, but you have to take a peek at those opponents. The Rangers, the Marlins, and the Cubs are not exactly the biggest test to a pitcher. I think there's going to be a bit more of a challenge in the San Diego Padres tomorrow night in the night game. I think he's going to have a little bit of resistance. I like looking at the plus money line for the Padres to complete the sweep. People are definitely going to be on the home favorite. And, uh, you know, weird stuff happens on Sunday night. I'm not, like, promising a win. I just I would I would expect this to be valued a little closer to, like, minus 110, almost even 50-50, just given how the Mets have looked recently. uh, I don't know. I mean, you Darvish pitching a gem on the road was not really what I expected yesterday. And if that's the offense that the Mets are going to be putting out, I think that Musgrove should be able to handle them as well. Yep, and it feels like we're starting to see a little bit of regression with the Mets after they were, shall we say, a little bit lucky on balls and play towards the first half of yeah. the season. That has certainly regressed the last few weeks. And you bring up an interesting point as well because we're going to be seeing a few of these on Sunday. Teams that they wind up being able to take the first two games of a series slash they wind up dropping the first two games of a series. And I always think that it's intriguing to take a look at the line movement of folks that wind up betting on a team avoiding the sweep slash being able to be able to complete the sweep. And I don't know how much that plays into your handicapping, but I don't think it should be something that winds up getting blown too much out of proportion, in my opinion, because I do think that momentum is as good as the next day's starter. It's not like the guy that is going to be going out there on Sunday had anything to do with those first two losses, unless if you're going with some sort of an opener. And I always think that that's interesting to take a look at, because I do think that line movement winds up getting a little bit too demonstrative in a lot of these cases. 
Yeah, I, I'm with you. Sometimes these lines move a bit more than maybe they should. You can find value in that if you start to learn maybe when you're seeing overreactions in betting markets. I'm I'm definitely taking a peek at this Angels and Braves game. I mean, the Braves are just, they feel leagues better than the Angels. We all know the struggles of LA, but they still have like some studs, some star power. Otani and Trout are awesome to watch. I, I just think that this game is really interesting because I trust the Atlanta offense against this Angels staff. They're not exactly excuse me. They're not exactly the type to shut it down every time they go out, especially against an offense of this caliber. I'm looking at the over just because I think Ian Anderson might also be due for a little bit of regression. He had a nice last few starts, but you know, he's, he's pitched to like a four and a half ERA this season. And his last couple starts have been coming in around two and a half. This could be that spot where maybe the Braves open up a bit of a lead early and then also allow some runs looking around nine for truest in the summer is always something I'm down to take a piece of. Yeah, I thought that was interesting as well. I would be willing to take an over even on a nine and a half in this spot as well. So we're thinking the exact same way on this one. Now, it is an LA team that they're dealing with not having Mike Trout out there. Certainly the back half of the lineup, it's been a dumpster fire in general. And I mean, the Los Angeles Angels have been one of the best fades in all of baseball ever since they wanted getting 10 games above 500. I haven't seen a team just completely deteriorate quite like this and for the Los Angeles Angels as well I do think that overs are a good way to look because it just feels like every single time I take a look at an Angels game the bullpen is somehow some way finding a way to give up three plus runs in about three to four innings no matter who they wind up throwing out there as well so I think that just the second half of the season in general the Angels are going to be a good over team because I do think that the offense is going to look a little bit better than it has in recent weeks and I don't know about you but I have no faith in anyone other than Joey Otani pitching for this team. Yeah, no, definitely. And also, you know, what ends up happening is that when you're a decent team playing a team like the Angels, and let's say you do open up a nice lead, if you're not facing Otani, you're not going to go out there and be like just working your bullpen just to work them. Sometimes, you know, that does happen if it's been a stretch or maybe they'll get an inning. But like, you know, you might end up seeing guys who who come in and get like B-team work just to keep the, the big arms rested or maybe some of the older staff members. Like this is that time of the season where it kind of gets long. So I wouldn't be shocked to see like teams sort of almost seceding like, you know, garbage time runs in a sense, right? Like we, we don't really talk about it too much, but it's definitely out there. Uh, the Angels are probably going to lose a bunch of games by big deficits and, and not really face the toughest pitchers at the end of some of them. And to your point, this is the Atlanta Braves that they're playing against. And Kenley Jansen has been the run line blower of the year. Anyone that winds up betting run lines, Kenley Jansen has been absolutely terrible at being able to protect those. But you always do a great job of being able to deliver, Justin. Always appreciate the time. Thank you so much. Hey, thanks, Greg. Have a great night. Appreciate being here. Justin does a great job of being able to take a look at baseball. was great to be able to get him on the horn tonight. And got a couple updates from some of the baseball games that we are seeing tonight. And... Got some games to preview for tomorrow. We're going to be doing that next right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. The College Football Guide is out now, and the Pro Football Guide is coming soon. There's no better way to prepare for the college and pro football seasons. Our experts provide profiles on every single team with advanced stats and power rankings, plus best bets on season wins, division finishes, and player awards. Reserve your copy of the Football Betting Guides today and get access to everything that we offer for the entire football season with a VEASAN all-access subscription. Make this football season your best ever. Subscribe now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. And it is starting to get to be football season, and in our number two, we are going to be taking a look at the NFC West. So, going to be having a good time there. And we're also going to be joined by Eric Moody in about 45 minutes. He does a great job over at ESPN taking a look at the betting side and also the fantasy side of things as well. So, we've got a lot coming up there. And a big thanks in the last segment to Justin Perry for joining me and all this great work that we've got, all these great guests that wind up coming aboard. It would not be made possible without our wonderful producer, Jason Kahn. He's holding it down for our normal producer, Brian Ortega. He is getting some much-deserved R&R, Brian, a very tireless worker. And Jason, he always does a great job when I'm on the look at it as well. So he is going to be joining me the next few days. It's going to be a lot of fun as I'll also be doing the look at this week as well. So always great to be working with Jason. Always great to be working with Nick as well. All the graphics that you see on our screen is made possible because Nick does an amazing job. We've got every single hour of not just this show, but any show that you like, whether it's Follow the Money, a numbers game, list goes on and on at vsin.com slash podcast or the vsin bets bets feed. That's all thanks to our man Oliver. And then my audio engineer, Mikhail Miranda. He is going to be joining the desk in an hour because he doubles as not just doing a great job of having my audio sound sharp. Now, maybe not the words that actually sound sharp, but the actual sound that I wind up making sound sharp. But on top of that, he does a great job of taking a look at Formula One. He is going to be taking a look at what we're going to be getting out there in France in an hour. So that is going to be a lot of fun as well. So we've got the best of the business behind the scenes. Now it's time for me to do my part and be able to try to find you guys a little bit of money. And hey, if you want to fading the New York Yankees, like I was recommending, well, you want to getting a little bit of money here, a nice North of plus $2 cash in a lot of spots on the Baltimore Orioles. They wind up being able to get the job done by a count of 6-3 to three as it was a two-run homer by Ramon Urias that was really able to put this one out of reach. And if anyone wound up having the under in this game, that is why it wound up going over the total. But how about if we turn this forward to what we're going to be seeing on Sunday as this is 9-17, We talked about this game a little bit with our good friend Justin, and it is Nestor Cortez going for the Yankees and Dean Kramer. He is going to be going for the Baltimore Orioles, and with the Orioles, you're able to find them anywhere between about a plus 150, seeing as high as a plus 165, and with the Yankees, they're anywhere between about a minus 175 to a minus 180 favorite, and with the Yankees, I did wind up setting them a little bit closer to a minus 180 on the money line, but this is one of these rare circumstances in which I would not want the run line of the Yankees. I either want a good plus price on the Baltimore Orioles, or I'd be taking a look at a little bit more of a chalky money line on the Yankees just because this is an Orioles team that they have been incredible at being able to cover the run line all season long. And the big reason why this Orioles team has been so good at covering the run line, look no further than the bullpen. You've got so many guys. Felix Batista, Sino Perez, Jorge Lopez, Keegan Aiken. List goes on and on of guys that have come in and locked it down in the latter innings. They wind up entering into the day 
fifth in the league in terms of bullpen ERA. If the Atlanta Rays bullpen allows a runner two, that is actually going to improve to fourth. So they have been very dominant with that regard. And for the Yankees, they have been wearing down in the bullpen as well. I know that James Salinas and Brady Cannon, who are hosting the VEASAN Bet Center about an hour or so ago, they were mentioning this as well. But Michael King is now down with an injury. Aroldis Chapman is not the Aroldis Chapman of old. Chad Green is out due to Tommy John surgery. So you're able to go down the list, and the Yankees are starting to get a little bit more depleted, though. I do think that Nestor Cortez has a nice advantage in terms of the pitching matchup. Nancy Nestor has been able to do a good job all season long. He has given up right around 1.25 home runs per nine innings, but the accuracy has been relatively pinpoint, right around 2.2 walks per nine innings. Has been able to get a little bit north of nine punch-outs per nine innings. And then on the flip side for Kramer, the Baltimore Orioles, prior to him getting on a good recent run, they were 3-15 and 15 career in his starts, but they've now been able to go 7-1 and one in his last eight starts as he has allowed three runs or fewer in seven out of those last eight starts. He's now got a sub-3 ERA himself. The big thing with the Yankees, though, is that they've just got all these guys that are able to go deep as you've got Matt Carpenter right now who has been able to deliver a home run every 6.5 at best. you got Aaron Judge who's been able to slug out 36 home runs. You've been able to have John Carlos Stanton along with Anthony Rizzo both give you 20-plus home runs. And for the Baltimore Orioles, they just don't have that at this point. You have been able to have Anthony Santander along with Ryan Mountcastle combined for 30 home runs. And you got guys who are able to get on base. Cedric Mullins, Trey Boomo Mancini, Mountcastle I mentioned earlier, Austin A's. These guys are in between about a 260 to 270. But I do think that the Yankees are going to be able to take the final game of the set. But case in which I don't feel good about them being able to win on the run line. If the Orioles wind up getting up a little bit further, if we wind up seeing that overreactionary money coming in, thinking that the Yankees, there's no way they're going to lose this series, and they wind up getting up to right around with the Orioles north of a plus 180, I'd be willing to take a shot there. If not, most likely going to be a play on the Yankees' money line, just because I do think that there needs to be some respect for what the Orioles are doing on the run line, and you got to take a look at what we're going to be getting out there with another team that is out there in the American League and another team that has quite a bit of something to prove because we wound up seeing the Orioles and also the Seattle Mariners go on a big win streak prior to the All-Star break. How about if we wind up taking a look at that other team in the Mariners? This is 927-928 on the board as it is the Astros and Seattle doing battle as Robbie Ray is going to be going for the M's and you do have Framber Valdez on the bump for Houston. Houston's honey were between a minus 109 to a minus 120 favorite, and we're between even money and really a plus 102 is your price on Seattle with seven being your total. And I think that seven is honestly a little bit too high with the way that Robbie Ray and Framber Valdez have been able to perform. For Robbie Ray, one run or fewer given up in six out of his last seven starts. As a matter of fact, I believe that in this span, he has given up a grand total of eight runs in his last seven starts. Now, a little bit of a bugaboo is the deep ball. He has given up four home runs over the course of his last three starts. He's been a little bit lucky that the home runs that he's given up have been really mostly solo shots. But you do have a guy in Framber Valdez that all of a sudden he's been able to get more strikeouts. He's been getting nine strikeouts per nine innings over the course of his last five starts. Prior to that, he was getting more like seven punchouts per nine innings towards the beginning part of the season. But also with Framber Valdez, he has been incredible on the road. He's got a little bit north of a four ERA at home. He's got a sub-2 ERA on the road. Walks are a little bit of an issue with him, but he always does a good job of being able to induce some soft contact, giving up fewer than a half a home run per nine innings. And for the Astros, it has been a case in which we've seen some of these bats be a little bit down this year. You do expect a little bit more than right around 13, 14 home runs and a 245-ish batting average out of Alex Bregman. Jeremy Pena has been tremendous for this Houston Astros team and not you can't say enough about the job that Jordan Alvarez is doing. 28 home runs, hitting above a 300. He has been amazing for the scene. But with that said, guys like Ayoli Gurriel, LMNDC as the entire catcher spot of the Houston Astros, that has been a little bit of an issue for them. And for the Seattle Mariners, Julio Rodriguez dealing with a little bit of an injury, that's tough because the only other guy that really has been able to give the team more than 12 home runs, that'd be Eugenio Suarez. Now, good news for the Mariners is that ever since the suspension that he wanted to take for that little bit of a brouhaha that we wound up seeing against the LA Angels and Jesse Winker, he's been able to ever since then provide right around a 350 on base. And what is big for the Seattle Mariners as well, the bullpen. And really, both of these teams have been superb in terms of their bullpen pitching. The Astros, overall, number one in terms of bullpen ERA. That is a bullpen that is relatively well-rested because 
They wound up having Justin Verlander provide seven strong innings, but for the Mariners, it's relatively well-rested as well as you wound up having Logan Gilbert be able to provide six strong innings, but you do take a look at the way that both of these teams have been able to perform out of the bullpen, and it's been incredible. If you take a look at the Seattle Mariners and what they've been able to do ever since June 17th, so we're looking at the last right around 37, 38 days, they've got a buck 64 ERA in this time span ever since June 17th. To put this into perspective, the next best bullpen ERA in this time span has been the Baltimore Orioles. That is a 280. That is 1.16 points lower than any other team out there in the big leagues. If you're wondering, Houston, they are at number four. They're very close behind. They're at a 285, but certainly it has been a case in which the Seattle Mariners have been able to get their bullpen firing on all cylinders. That Julio Rodriguez injury, though, that is something that does have to give you a little bit of caution, in my opinion, and that is part of why I do have the Astros as a little bit of a favorite. Robbie Ray has been tremendous. Ron Bervaldez has been tremendous, but I do think that the Astros have a little bit more firepower in terms of their lineup. I think that they could pull out a relatively close one with both of these teams being very good in their bullpen. So I do take a look at this spot, and I do like the under end with the Astros. I'd be willing to lay up to a minus 112 with them. We're seeing a lot of minus 110. So at right around minus 110, I'm willing to take a shot on the Houston Astros. And in our number two of the Greg Peterson experience, we've got my DK Nation pick on deck. And we're going to be taking a look at a pair of teams out there in the American League that they're going to be looking to be able to creep into the playoff race. And a little bit of a rookie pitcher that we're going to be taking a look at as well. So that's going to be coming up next here, here in our number two of the Greg Peterson experience right here on VEASAN Esports Bank Network. Summer League in Las Vegas, like Beeson. We are live here on the concourse of the Thomas and Mack Center. Vegas is the home base for the NBA in the summer. Special guests. Chris Mannis is nice enough to stop by the desk. Happy to be joined by Nino Hassan. How's Vegas treating you? Oh, Vegas is having its way with me. Yeah. Just having its way with me. Yeah. Just having its way with me. Yeah. Just having its way At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God. We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.